When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here, bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Past three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Currently 18 degrees outside. Sprinkling of rain. That'll help the hay fever sufferers. It was terrible this morning. Uh, we are brought to you thanks to our good friends at Hyundai Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. And IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Do they like the Roots? They love him. What's the matter you what do you think you do? Why you look so sad? Why? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. As we say, a very good afternoon to Michelangelo Rucci. Hello, Kim. I was a little concerned. Why? How's Mike Dobbin? Mike Dobbin is good. I'm a little concerned when you go somewhere. I have no idea where you're going. Well, the storm last night, so windy. He'd have to stay indoors, wouldn't he? Oh, the toupee. <laughs> Who told you you were funny about three months ago? You know, you... Oh, oh, no, ben, Ben's loving it. Of course. I nearly lost my roof last night at Prospect. Did you? And then I watched the morning news service. Yes. I saw a house down the road and there actually you lost their roof. A lot of people yeah. lost power. Yeah. I don't need any more power outage jokes, please. Thank you. I've had enough of those today. No, I wasn't even going there, Rooch. I was thinking more down the line where you never use your power because you're so tight anyway. So... <laughs> Still wow, using candles, Roach. Wow, yes. wow, wow, wow. Well, I got a, yes, I did use a candle last night. But you lost power, did you? No. No, see, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You're the tightest man in humanity. Um, good show coming oh, up, Roach. I think it's a busy show. I didn't think it'd be so busy today. I've got a headache already. I'm on my third <laughs> coffee. Do I have a year? You sit there doing jack. Uh, 3.35, Roach, uh, yes. AFL trade update. That's oh, why I think I've got the headache. That will give you a headache. What a merry Have you been able to decipher myth from fact, the wheat from the chaff? Uh, no. Have you, have you worked out how players who can't even get a game in the AFL during the season all of a sudden become hot property at the end of the season? Mabwa Chol <laughs> is <Yes>. now <laughs> Max Gorn. <laughs> He's got four clubs extraordinary. after him. <laughs> uh, it happens every year. Life's all about timing, Rich. It is. Looking forward to going through that, though. I was very surprised, surprised by the Clayton Oliver story that's going around, courtesy of Riley Beveridge and Cal Toomey. But who's interested? I well, want to know well, who they, it have, is. they have not named the clubs. But anyway, we'll get all to right. that. I really like your roast today. At 3.50, we'll be doing that. Richie's roast. It's a time-honoured journalistic masterpiece. That's how I've labelled it, just to be nice to you. It's a rare thing that I'm nice no, to you, Rich. No, be genuine. No, oh, no, stop no, it. it's a heap of shit. <laughs> you can't speak like that. Can't Why? It's rude. Oh, <laughs> rude. Sorry, Mum. Yes. Uh, four o'clock, a huge AFLW game coming up on Saturday, 2.35 at, uh, what's it called, Casey Reserve? 
Casey Fields. Casey Fields. This is top of the table stuff, Kim. Sounds like a pop star. 1v2, but they're both unbeaten. Chelsea Biddle. Oh, is it Biddle Biddell? I should oh, know. Not again. Her parent, I know. I've, I've known a lot of her family members, and we've spoken to her on a few occasions. Uh, they had the caravan park at Port Vincent for mm. years, her family. Mm. Uh, have a chat to Chelsea. She's an All-Australian. At 4.20, Roach, we're heading to India. Why? Because Barat's there. And wherever Barat is, we love to keep up with what's going on oh, in the I'd world like, of cricket. It's the yeah. one-day World Cup preparation. Just, I understand that. But Barat's more important than anything else. <laughs> what's he wearing? Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Lloyd. No, Who's he spying for Rich, today? They're, not like, they're as bad as my relationship questions <laughs> I ask, all right? Um, they've got a one-day warm-up game against yes. Pakistan. We take on India, I think, on October the 8th. That's our first one. Aussie girls went down last night. I watched it live against the West Indies. That was Nothing a, lasts uh, forever, Kim. And at um, 4.35, we thought this would be a nice touch. Uh, a man that's well known to South Australians in football circles, Peter Maynard. Oh, yes. He was uh, general manager of Osterio when I went from Mix ARN to Osterio. Oh, hello. Do I need to ask? How'd you get on with him? No, I got on well with oh, Pete. Good. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the guys that headhunted us. Yeah. Uh, father of Braden Maynard, yes. but Pete, of course, played for Glenelg and Woodville. Yes, and always takes note that if Graham Corns had played him for a few more games, Braden might be a crow. Well, I did a story on that with Channel 9. Then I was just having a look at Pete's history, but he played over 200 games. Not in the qualification period. Ah, oh, that was the yeah. loophole. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember the story. Yeah, yeah well, it was he, a 20-year field for that. It was a damn good story, that one. Channel 9, you shouldn't have sacked me. Although at this time, I would dare say Braden's happy he's at Collingwood, wouldn't he? Well, I was just getting to that, Rooch. Hmm. By talking about myself first, oh, but uh, no, but he was he was a possibility for the Adelaide clubs to pick up, and both of them overlooked him. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, and he's can't pre- get them all. Proved to be a great player. They're a very very close family, and mm-hmm. Braden Maynard is very different uh, person to what you see on the field, where mm. he's quite ruthless, brutal, but fair. Um, so we'll have a chat to uh, Pete, and of course Pete uh, is married to Donna Campbell, who is the Campbell. daughter of Graham Campbell. And, yeah. of course, their Donna's brother played for South Adelaide, Rod Campbell. Yes. Right, we got there. Eventually. All right, Reach. Oh, family <laughs> trees, keeping up with them. <laughs> I sounded like you then. <laughs> I got there. It's eight minutes past three. Let's go around, Yes. Rich. A little bit of news locally regarding Neil Craig. 50 years of football with Neil Craig, which we remember as Nord and Sturt and North Adelaide oh. and then... Adelaide, where he said he would be the one-club man and then finishes up at Melbourne, at Essendon, advising Gold Coast with Stuart Jew. Well, they've acknowledged the whole 50-year contribution of the game with AFL Life membership. Oh, so that's big good. applause to Neil Craig. Yeah, yep. and I think we've got the applause there. Yeah. Come on, lines. He won. There we go. Uh, well done, Craigie. It's a fact that uh, he and Warwick Kappa were judged to have worn their shorts tighter than anyone. But that was the era he played in. And then the man who brought Lycra to Sanford footy mm. so that Nord players wouldn't be tackled. Mm. It didn't last. No, Did it, it didn't. didn't last. It, it didn't, Rooch. Uh, uh, moving right along around the grounds, Andrew McWalter, uh, the awkward exit continues or have we got a full stop now? No, we've got a new chapter. Now, we oh, remember really? last week, uh, oh. Andrew McWalter wasn't too McWalter. Ple- McWalter wasn't too pleased to learn <laughs> that he'd missed out on the Richmond job when he heard on a radio report mm. of Adam Uze's appointment. Probably expected the call from Richmond first. Now, Richmond today have finally issued a statement thanking him for his decade of work at Richmond and acknowledged that he's about to step into a new role somewhere else. Now, where would that be, Kim? Where could 
Andrew McWalter be oh, next? I don't, I don't know if there's room in the soft cap at the Gold Coast, but I'm sure the AFL would find a few well, extra bucks, wouldn't would. they? Yeah, we look forward to that. Uh, they, look, he may end up going somewhere else. You normally don't uh, jump unless there's someone there to catch you. That happens well, in well, relationships he wasn't expecting, too. He wasn't expecting to jump, was he? he just oh, always... there was no guarantees he'd get the senior job. No, there wasn't. But yeah, there's a way to do that, and Richmond probably slipped up on that one. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we're live and interactive. You can send us a text on 0427154166. Uh, we will be in the next break announcing our winner of our grand final edition of Nearest the Pin, thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Uh, I can tell you it's a three-way tie. Ooh, what do we do there? Well, we're the, the three winners at this stage. <laughs> There's no losers yet. Uh, we'll be going into a bowl. Bumfluff Benny will be our barrel girl. He'll bring it out. And, uh, Roots, you can draw it. That way mm. I don't get hate mail. We can blame you. All right, so that will be coming up after Ooh. the break. Let's keep moving. Responsibility. Uh, yeah, Roots. Well, you need to because it's all fun and no responsibility for you. Mm. Just waltz in at any old time. Todd Goldstein. No surprises with his official club oh, trade nomination. What a shock this is. All right, the free we'll move agency on. move is to drum roll. <laughs> Adelaide. No, Essendon, because right. Brad Scott's there. You picked that ages ago. Yes, Come did. on. That was an obvious Don't one. Don't be silly. You knew where that was going a long know. time ago. I know, Roach. No overacting. Uh, let's move along before we get into the first break. Uh, the Gary Ayers medal was announced for the best player during the final series after we went on off air last night, Roach. Mm. Um, if you'd asked me, I wouldn't have picked it. That's how quickly we move on. Yeah, yep. yeah. So and that's the first time we've ever had a winner who wasn't part of the grand final. Mm. So every previous winner is a grand final player. So Sam Walsh at Carlton has three very good finals. Yep. Carlton finished up with 23 votes. No one caught up. Now, Kitty Coleman had a big grand final. Yeah, Bobby Hill had a prelim final as yeah, well. Big grand final as well. He got 15 votes in the grand final mm. for the Gary Ayers medal, which is done by the prospective, respective coaches. So Walsh, 23, Kitty Coleman, 20 and a half, Bobby Hill, 19, 15 from the grand final, and Tom Green, 17. So Walsh is the sixth player to win it, the first without the grand final to his name. Can you name the other five, Kim? One of them won oh, it three sorry, times. I, I switched off things. I thought I was getting ready to go to a one. Break. What do you want to know? One man has won the Gary Ayres medal three times. That's easy. That's Dustin Martin. Mm. Can you pick then the other three players, four players, sorry, who have... The Gary Ayres medal. Yeah. Go. I think, I didn't know this question was coming. Josh That's Kennedy like won it. Yes, Josh Kennedy good. won very one. Yeah, good. He, he may have been the first. Yes. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield won yes. it last year. Yes. Well done. How many Two more do go. I need? How many more do I need? Two. Oh, Jack McRae. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Jack was big. One more. Tin backside. <laughs> I was going to say he's got one of the greatest names in footy. Still side bottom. Yes. I got it right. That's it. There you go. Yeah. That's Sam Walsh a... joins that elite group. That's why I'm a commentator, Roach. Uh, Three thirteen. When we come back, we're going to hear from Tommy Morris. He's going to tell us realistically, genuinely, mm. without bias, mm. 
not from Chris Scott's mouth, oh, what Asava Radagalia is worth. I'll be interested in what he has to say. We're live and interactive. Stack of texts coming through. We'll read them out shortly. The text line is 0427154166. And on the other side of the break, we'll announce our nearest the pin winner from the grand final that will win. Oh, we're getting correspondence. $300 IGA voucher. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 318 on a Tuesday afternoon. Big thank you to Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Uh, just quickly at Karen Rolton Reserve, Rooch. Bit of a mini fight back by South Australia. Mm. They were four for 60 earlier today, uh, currently sitting at seven for 246. The captain, Jakey Lehman, the son of a gun, 82 from 109 balls. Wes Agar's in with him at the moment, seven from 16. Have we loaded up in our sound museum? Tell him he's dreaming. Because we're going to need that for the next month, aren't we? Well, uh, we do have it, do we? Oh, we need it. Because we've got we've got one at Geelong and one at Essendon who are thinking they can get a lot for players who are seeking trades to play. All right, we'll play it then. Tell him he's dreaming. That's it. Do you have he? I like it because we're going to use it for a month now. Well, Asava Radagalia, of course, is uh, a big talking point at Port Adelaide at the moment and around the AFL, and especially with Geelong wanting a first-round pick, which is staggering for a man that hasn't been able to consolidate it's his amazing. place in the side for the last two years. Uh, but Tommy Morris has been doing the math, and uh, he's worked out what Radagalia is worth. He spoke to Jared Waitley this morning. They'll get it done. Um, Geelong can have its view on what he's worth, and Port can have their view as well. But what, what matters here as well is the view of um, Radagalia's management. Um, Scott Lucas and, and Winston Rouse uh, and what they think uh, he's worth in a trade so they can broker it. And, and I think Radigalia, as a player, um, put, aside the, put aside his uh, contract offer at Port, is probably about pick 30. Key position player, you know, mid-20s, he's got some time ahead of him. I thought a second-round pick. Yeah, late second-round pick will yeah, do it. You're not a first-rounder, but you always have to pay overs, don't you? So yes. the big question after that, the follow-up question is, how do you get the deal done? I think Port will be able to satisfy. They've just got to be, get creative. And that's why Port Adelaide came, have said to clubs, their future first-round pick is on the table. So take our future first-round pick, give us a pick in this year's draft, and then they can use that potentially or, or, or package it up to satisfy Geelong. But I think if Geelong are looking for a pick between 10 and 18 in this year's draft of Radigalia, that's not going to happen. And I don't think it should happen either. No, no way it should happen. And the other one that is of Telemi's Dreaming is Essendon, where we knew that Essendon was going to play hard with Port. Brandon Zirk Thatcher. I, I like first him as a round draft pick? No, no way in the world. I think no. there's plenty of upside. And Tell him he's dreams. Exactly. <laughs> Statistically, uh, he coughed up more goals than anyone this yes. year as a uh, key defender. Uh, here's a text coming through, Roach. Hey, guys, who won nearest the pin for the grand final? <laughs> Considering I did pick and back Bobby Hill for the Norm Smith. Well, that's a tiebreaker question, who wins the Norm Smith. We needed who wins and by how much. The margin was four points. We've had three people, Beats from the Bay, Dave, and a text that came through ending in 674. We won't give out your number. That all picked. Collingwood by three points. So what we have to do, uh, Bumflap Benny, our barrel girl, if you can bring in the names in a bowl, hold it up high. So Roach, um, no, no, we'll get Benny, uh, Roach to do it. So it's on camera. 
In you get, Benny. You can get on I'm camera too. Let people look how young you are. Here we go. Oh, it's a daggy band-aid you've got on your thumb too. I'm injured. Okay, our winner is... Oh, we don't have a name. It's ending 674. Well, that's all right. They know. We'll get in touch. You've won a $300 IGA voucher. We always say, just pop your name there or your nickname or a fictitious name. Uh, It just makes it more personable. Um, Incidentally, the three people that uh, for the tiebreaker, they went side bottom. That was uh, Beats from the Bay. Dacos, that was Nick. And uh, the number ending in 674 went for Pendlebury. Mm. So there you go, $300 IGA voucher. Uh, support the independents. The only place to shop. The money stays in our state and in Australia. IGA supermarkets, how the locals like it. Back with more shortly. We are here. Thanks to IGA supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 3.28, appreciate all the texts that are coming through. We're here thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Let me tidy up a few things, Rooch. Uh, I said this was Tom Morris talking to Jared Waitley. Uh, it was Jared Waitley's show, but he's on Hollies. Uh, he's talking to Kane, so I appreciate that. And the bandit from Finden, uh, we are on to your text. He wants an audit in our nearest the pin. So, bandit, we are having a look at that. Bumfluff Benny will be in touch with you. Stand by. If yours came through, it will be in the system. So we've seen the text and we are on to it. All righty. Radigalia, here's a text. Radigalia mm. is worth pick 60 at best. He couldn't make a side that finished 11th. Kiss this Geelong. <laughs> Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, right. Gene Simmons, a regular of the show, Rooch. Yes, um, he listens. Oh, here we got another one. It was 100 to 1, so I will have to live with the $1,000 I won. That's from Adam. Good luck. Back in Bobby Hill at 100 to 1. Well Absolutely love it. Hey, some breaking news that's not breaking news. No, you certainly were aware of this last week. Week before, Boy, Rich. Well, time flies, doesn't it? Chris Burgess, who's been the leading goal kicker in the VFL for the past two seasons, he's listed at Gold Coast. He's told Gold Coast wants to come home. West Adelaide was his original club to join the Adelaide Football Club. 191 centimetres. That's the same height as Elliot. Oh, no, it's a little no, shorter. No, Elliot's 198. So he's a ruck forward who's played 33 games, 14 goals for Gold Coast since he was a pre-draft selection in 2018. Shouldn't be hard to deal with that one through, should it? I wouldn't have thought so. And it all moves towards the fact they're making a play for Mabwa Chow. We'll get into that during our trade chat very shortly, which is thanks to uh, CMC Invest. Um yeah, it looks like uh, Elliot's on his way. No, no. Uh, it should get done. Hey, Roach, we, we like giving away prizes. This one's a little different. Do you have any tattoos? No. You don't? No. All right, well, what no, about this? I was actually thinking about that at the weekend when someone passed comment about the Collingwood ones, and then I looked and I thought, what would I do with all this hair? How would I deal with all this hair and a tattoo? Well, shave it or get it somewhere where you don't have hair. Well, that's not possible with you. You're a very hairy man. Uh, look, Top we, of the head. Right, enough. <laughs> we have, yeah, that's true. We have 15, 15 Dr. Pickles Deluxe Pickle Packs. Oh, 
Try saying that quickly. You're good at it. Yeah, that's a bit like saying I'm not the sock cutter, I'm the sock cutter's son. I'll sit here cutting socks till the sock cutter comes. Don't show off. No, I know. It's a bit risky, isn't it? Or I'm not the pheasant plucker, I'm the pheasant plucker's son. I'll sit here plucking pheasant till the pheasant plucker comes. (laughs) All right. Pickles Deluxe Pickles Packs for tattoo healing and rejuvenation. We have 15 packs. So... Do you have a tattoo that needs healing from the weekend? So basically, if you've had a new tattoo, maybe you've won the premiership in your local competition and you've had a tattoo. Oh, don't tell me they got the date wrong. No, that Collingwood gentleman did. <laughs> yeah, How could that you was get a, that wrong? Well, it was a homemade one. His dad did it for him. I think they were on the uh, Sherbets. Oh, right. They were on the okay. Sherbets big time. Okay. And uh, you know, I, I had a former partner that had won a netball championship and had a tiger on top of her buttock. Yeah. Not going there. No, I'm just saying these creams are good. Even lines he's got one he got in his youth on his shoulders. John? Yeah. What's John got from Hawthorne? Did the they rat. Do, yeah, does he have them? Actually, I saw him in the shower yesterday. Um, <laughs> I did, actually. I walked in. <laughs> What's happening, big fella, he says. Does he have... Because he won a lot no, of No, I don't, I don't think he has. I don't yeah. think he has any tattoos. Anyway... If you've got a tattoo, send us a text. Uh, these are good. They help rejuvenate your, your tattoo. and uh, Or if you've just had a fresh one, it's brilliant. All right? You can get uh, the tubes of Dr. Pickles' original formula tattoo balm. You've got the Dr. Pickles antibacterial tattoo foam wash. Dr. Pickles 3-in-1 peppermint and hemp wash. Oh, hello. <laughs> Don't drink it. Uh, Dr. Pickles 3-in-1 citrus and hemp wash as well. All right. If you need you that. as a hair lotion? We've got uh, Nagroach. Get a tattoo on your head and we'll rub it into your forehead. Um, <laughs> all right, have we got time? No, we haven't. We're late for the news. Sorry, I was going to play Nathan Buckley. It was quite emotional. But we haven't. Sorry, sorry, Bucks, later. later. That's what happens when you've been in three losing grand finals. Uh, news yeah, coming up next. Court. Is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Three thirty-six. Kim on the Rooch with you. Just a reminder: Roochie's roast coming up at around three fifty. Not a bad one today. Uh, Four p.m. We'll have a chat to Chelsea Biddle uh, from the AFLW Crows. Four twenty. We're heading to India. Brought Sundarasan, Australia, with their last warm-up game against Pakistan tonight. And of course, they play India in their first heat or round. Uh, on October the 8th. And then Peter Maynard, a blast from the past, uh, father of Braden, joins us at around 4.30. Um, Roach, quick text. This is interesting before we get into trade talk. Uh, hearing that the 2024 Sample Grand Final will be a Friday night game broadcast live on 7 around Australia. That's Max from Marden. Well, Max, you'll need to give us the date because if it's the Friday before what is the current Saturday, it would clash with an AFL preliminary final, so that won't happen. And I'm not sure they'd want to do it the Friday before a grand final. Why not? I think there's a few things that hang off that that don't work for them. Like what? Uh, People massively out of town, like you are. Not sure that works. And if you run then the risk of, Mm, and let's hope the risk is real, that either Adelaide or Port Adelaide make Mm. the grand final, you're going to have more than... Just people leaving town for the AFL Grand Final. They're going to yep, be leaving. Makes sense. They, like it though, Maxie. That's why you stay a week away from the Grand Final. Uh, this one says, Dylan should get Rucci's face tattooed on his cheek. Mm, I don't think Which so. Which, left or right? Uh, no, it wouldn't matter. It would not get close to all four of them, Rooch. I can tell you that oh. right now. 
All righty. Try and, oh, look, before we get into our trade talk, some good news regarding Travis Boak. Yes, he has signed his contract, a one-year contract extension. One. Have his, oh, come on, Kim. What else would he do? <laughs> I'm sure he'd take a two, but he was only going to get one for his 18th season at Port Adelaide. So he will get to 350 AFL games with Port Adelaide, which we were hoping was going to be this year <laughs> weren't we? with a grand final, but that didn't play out. So, yes, he's saying that, this is to quote Travis, I've still got a lot of drive and my body still feels great, so I'm really excited for another year and looking forward to getting out there again. So he will be there for his 18th AFL Well, we knew he wanted yet. to play on. There's Absolutely. a little bit of mixed messaging. Uh, the, the club, I think, tried to uh, influence his decision yes. somewhat. Uh, what would have I you wonder... advised him again? No, I, I would have said, time to hang him up. Yeah. Always good to do a little bit of petrol in the tank. Uh, I just wonder if he'd managed to get to his 350th, whether he would have done that or whether that influences the decision at all. Those damn ribs early in the year did not help his year. The McGovern boys got him good. All righty, time for a trade update brought to you by CMC Invest. It's international investing made easy. Download CMC Invest today. You got to know when the hold up. Oh, yeah. Know when the fold up. Let's jump into it, Breach. Love that song. It is the silly season. Uh, Clayton Oliver, what is going on here? He is signed until 2030 at the Melbourne Football Club. Which seems extreme, doesn't it? But then Brodie Grundy was signed for a long time too, and he's now looking for his third club in two years, so nothing is impossible. Well, let's have a listen to Riley Beveridge and Cow Toomey. They're two in the best of the best, two of the best in the business. <laughs> I got there talking about Clayton. Yourself and myself now reporting on afl.com.au, one to watch over the next couple of weeks. Clubs are weighing up now whether to make a move for Melbourne superstar Clayton Oliver in this year's trade period. Uh, Oliver obviously has a massive seven-year contract uh, that he signed in the middle of last year that now takes him through to the end of 2030, but he obviously had a very challenging year. He obviously only played 15 games, missed 10 weeks through the middle of the campaign with a hamstring injury, but also that uh, blister on his foot, which became infected. Yeah, and, and rival clubs are considering the cost of a trade attempt for Oliver, four-time best and fairest winner with the Demons. It is unclear if he would be open to any move, and there's been absolutely no indication that Melbourne would be willing to part with him either. But this is from the point of view of the rival clubs mm. getting their things in order to yes. see if a play for him is something that they want to proceed with. Well, hang on, hang on. Someone's got to flesh this out for me. So Melbourne aren't doing the deal. Yep. Clayton Oliver's not, not doing aware the deal. of it. So there's only leaves one person left in this. That's his manager. What's his manager up to? And uh, no clubs have been named. So they don't know any of the clubs, but they've gone with it for a reason. It's too left field. So we'll, we'll, we'll sit back and watch. I, I find it hard to. And just to give you an update on the other one that we mentioned, Brody Grundy, who we know will go to Sydney. The AFL's made it quite clear to Collingwood. If you think that Brady Grundy going to Sydney gets you out of any deal that you made with Melbourne, what was it, 300k? On well, his, we think roughly. Yeah. That stays. You have to keep paying. Mm. I like that. That's good. Mm. Uh, Jackson Hately. Uh, oh, it's yes. been an eventful career, hasn't it? He was pick 14 mm. in the draft and uh, Adelaide managed to pick him up for nothing. They played hardball. I genuinely think he still has some football left, but someone needs to give him an opportunity, and I think it has to be as a midfield, a, a big midfielder. So it's just so hard to get that opportunity. So um, he went to his exit meeting. Matthew Nix made it clear that mm. there was no opportunity for him at Adelaide. And immediately I'm thinking there, Kim, 
did Jackson Hately make the most of an opportunity at Adelaide or not? How much does he have to reflect on his time at Adelaide? Oh, it's pretty harsh. I don't know how we can answer that. I mm. think he gave his all. Um, he just couldn't – Matt Crouch couldn't get in there. Oh, don't remind so, me. And he actually don't played, remind some, he played me. some good games when he got the opportunity in a side that wasn't going well. I, I think he could sit in, fit into uh, Sydney's midfield. Mm. I think he'd be worth a throw up the stumps. Uh, here's yeah. Jackson talking about uh, his confidence and his belief that he can still play AFL footy. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super confident in what I can do um, on an AFL on an AFL field. And um, you know, this year the opportunities weren't weren't really there. And that's sort of that. Sometimes that's just that's just what happens. We had a, a very healthy midfield group and a list that was playing quite well. But you know, you know I feel extremely confident um, that I can still play really good AFL footy. And um, you know, I feel like I have played good AFL footy in the past. Here's a text coming through. Well done to Travis Boak. Next year you'll break Doug Hawkins' record of games played without a flag. What more could you ask for? Oh, that's harsh, Chopsy. From a port, man. Come on. Don't eat your own. What's happening at the West Coast Roots? Are they flexible with pick number one? Well, at this point they're doing what most clubs do with number one, saying "Show show us something, and it's the classic line from Kenny Rogers, know when to hold them, when to fold them. Mm. The club that's going to come hard is North Melbourne because they won Harley Reid. They're going to have a lot of assets to throw at. West Coast to so say, you give us the number one, we've got all this stuff. They're going to get Ben Mackay compensation. Mm. They've got compensation. That could be picked three or four. Imagine, imagine what North Melbourne could parcel up. At this point, West Coast is making it very clear that they want to hang on to number one. Yeah, And they, they've made it clear in the past they're not scared to pick Harley Reid as the number one draft pick because of all that sort of pushback that we're getting. The go-home factor like Jason Horn yep. Francis, concerned about what West Coast is. So they've made it pretty clear today. Yes, we'll consider offers, but it's going to have to be a very, very good offer. So Rowan O'Brien is their list manager at West Coast. He's left the door open, but you're going to have to come through with a really, really impressive package to get the number one out of West Coast. I'm about to sneeze, Rich. What happened, Kim? There's the hay fever. You said it could take it out. It what? I thought the hay fever passed over no, the No, it doesn't go that. There was just a little bit of rain, I said, right. would help. No, I've been sneezing all day. No, so it'd be interesting way. what uh, West Coast asks. Hey, their list manager, Rowan O'Brien, Google him. He's, he's a bit of a uh, Elton John lookalike. Is he? Well, I thought that, but uh, I'm a bit weird. Uh, what's happening at St Kilda? They're looking for support with Rowan Marshall. So this is good news for Scott Lysett. We know that he doesn't have a great deal in front of him at Port Adelaide. We know that there has been... Geelong attached to his name. Now he gets some Kilda along the way. It's good for everyone here because Port then can trade him and get some assets to move their little deals at the moment. We know Scott Lysett wants to be a number one ruckman. Mm. Won't happen there. Well, it's not going to happen at St Kilda. It's not going to happen at Geelong, is it? Well, why can't it happen at Geelong? Uh, do you think he'd be the number one ruckman well, at Geelong? Well, well who, who's going to be? Yeah, I'd be intrigued if he merged. You can't even think of their ruckman, can no, you? No, I'm just thinking. <laughs> well, well Reece Stanley, he's been hot and yeah, cold, yeah. hasn't he? So now Lyons is a cat's man. So uh, if he's fit, ah, I would suggest that he, he could yes. nearly be the lead at, at Geelong. So that's one to watch. That's one to watch as of Monday when they all get together and start throwing cards around. All righty. Let's keep moving with these. There's a stack to get through thanks to CMC Invest. Uh, Mabsy, we touched on him before, Mabwa Chol. Um, let's have a listen to Tom Morris again uh, and his views on Chol getting to Adelaide. But if Adelaide can bring in Chol, then this deal will get done pretty easily to the Giants. I'm pretty confident in that. If they can't bring in Chol, if Chol decides to um, uh, choose North Melbourne or Hawthorne as his uh, preferred destination, 
then I, I can't see how the Crows will trade him or Berg. They'll, they'll hold him to his contract. And Yep, we touched on that yesterday. So Mabwell's a... got two years left on his deal at Gold Coast. Adelaide is reported to have put a three-year deal in front mm. of him. Now we wait to see what call he makes. Uh, so it's staggering though, isn't it? So Brisbane are having a sniff at Mabwa Chol, Hawthorne, Adelaide and North Melbourne. All righty, let's move along to Tommy Duday. Uh, we've been talking yes. about him for some time now. Uh, let's get Tommy Morris's update on Tom Duday when he was talking to Kane Corns this morning. Um, speaking of Adelaide and players who might leave, you want to talk about Tom Duday? Tom Duday, we're waiting on a decision from him, and it's been common knowledge that Collingwood and Brisbane are the main two clubs, but the Sydney Swans recently reignited their interest when they missed out on Ben Mackay. Mm. I can tell you that the Swans are no longer in for Tom Duday. Right. So it's, it is down to legitimately two. It's Collingwood or Brisbane or Adelaide, I guess. But yeah, we I was just going to say, it's not going to be Adelaide, no. is it? It's, it's down to that two, uh, those two, because they are prepared to give him, we think, the contract that uh, that he can't quite acquire at Adelaide. And it's a pretty good op- option for him, isn't it, to choose between the two grand finalists, both offering long-term deals. And the Adelaide Crows will be hoping they get some good compensation back in return for him as well. Yes, they will. Now, that, yeah, they will now because the bidding's gone up a little bit. Now, that was Tom Morris talking to Sam Edmund. How many people have they got on that breakfast show at the moment? Roach, we had big discussions. Uh, 97% of people agreed with me in regards to Adelaide, whether they did the right thing with their negotiations with Tom Duday. Is Tom Morris on that subject? I think the Crows, Duday, have done the right thing. And it, it might force Duday to leave, but they're staying true to their list management strategy. Mm. Interesting. I disagree. No, I know. We won't go down that the road again. That, the fact that Brisbane's prepared to put a five-year contract on the table. Yeah, good luck. Uh, stack a text coming through mm. on that earlier when we brought it up, Rooch. I'll try and find them. Uh, here's one. Hi, guys. I think any club offering due day a five-year deal is paying overs with two knees done at 26. Adelaide are doing the right thing. There you go. There's a few saying that as well. And a few having a comment on your roast and they haven't even heard it yet, Rooch. Oh, dear. This one says, Roochie, your roast should be toast. Oh, that's from Ethel. It'll be hot. At Ethelton. Oh, I'm looking forward to your roast. It's coming up you, very shortly. Let's do one more. Yes. Roots. There's so much speculation out there. This is not speculation. This is thanks to CMC Invest. Dylan Stevens, a South Aussie boy. Update us. North Melbourne's where he has nominated his preferences on leaving the Swans. I was intrigued when I asked you earlier in the year, why is it that it's all stalled at Sydney? Well, because Rucci couldn't maintain a place in the side. Strange, isn't it, for all the so enthusiasm that a lot of people had. They're 22 years of age, 13 mm. games this year, and was missing from the side in the middle of the year when Sydney needed to get it cracking. So clearly mm. they didn't have faith in him anymore, and that's probably what he found out when he had his exit meeting too. Well, maybe if you can't do all these uh, deals oh, that Adelaide. you're trying to do Port Adelaide, yes. uh, then there's a possibility that you could make a late play for Dylan Stevens if you have to put up uh, Xavier Dersma, which the club does not want to. Mm. But that seems to be the... Break glass in an emergency scenario. They might have to do that. If they cannot get what they want for a future first rounder yep. to help them across the line with Asava Radagalia and Zerk Thatcher, mm. and uh, who's your other one? Uh, Sweet, Jordan Sweet. Yep. Um, that's what they would have to do, I would suggest. A player would have to go, and everyone seems to be saying it would be Xavier Dersma, even though they don't want to lose him. But if they had to do that, Maybe they can the make a late of, play for Dylan if Stevens. If you want something, you're going to have to give up something. I like it, Rich. And they do not have great draft assets at the moment. That's why I said to you earlier in the year that if Mitch George Artis mm. was hot property, 
It was one they had to consider because if they want to do deals, they need to be able to move on players as well. The system demands it. And I like the fact they put him on a four-year deal, Rooch, because it gives them a nice negotiating tool Mm -hmm. if they need a little further down the track. He has a knee injury too. Hey, quickly, uh, Beaumont Tiles, they are giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game. It is worth over $70,000. We love this. Just shop in-store at Beaumont's before November the 12th if you need some tiles or anything. From Beaumont's, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Just pop into Beaumont Tiles. Where are well, we on that roster for the Super Bowl? We've had Dwayne go, Jared goes all the time. Where are we on the roster? It must be our turn soon. Oh, Rooch, fight your own battles. Don't drag me in. You're trying to scab a carton off me that Will Skill- Schofield owes me still. It's a uh, three fifty. Rooch, IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Just do your roast. It's coming up next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Fifty-six. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How are the locals like it? And Balfers, they've been baking people happy since 1853. Before we get to the time-honoured journalistic masterpiece, which is Richie's Roast. Uh, a few texts coming through, Rich. <laughs> now, this one says, Mitch Cleary is reporting Ollie Wines has requested a trade to Geelong. Is there anything in this? This is from Dave. Ah, uh, Dave, you got to check where this source is because the Mitch Cleary tweet that you're looking at is a fake Mitch tweet. Cleary account. It's got yes. some of the most amazing trades ever known to man there in the past month. Yeah, a lot of imposters out there. Yes. So that is, there's no truth to that story at all. It's from a fake account. It's not from Mitch Cleary. Hey, just a reminder, we are giving away 15 Dr. Pickles Deluxe Pickle Packs for tattoo healing and rejuvenation. Say it again. We have 15 Dr. Pickles Deluxe Pickle Packs for tattoo healing and rejuvenation. They're worth $44.95. So if you've had a recent recently had a tattoo, if you're Collingwood supporter, or even if you have an old tattoo and you want it rejuvenated, these uh, creams are very good for it. 15 packs. Just ring through now. Bumfluff Benny will take your order. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What are you laughing at? He'll do That's the tap good. as well. Uh, what That's have we got good. here? Kimbo, good, good, at good, least good. if you say Collingwood will slide in 2024, you only need to hope they don't win the flag to be right. That's mm. an all-time yeah. prediction. Mm. Thank you, Daniel. I've got oh, it slightly, for slightly wrong. I got three out of four right. Mm. Just got that one wrong. And let's be really honest. I wasn't the only person that said they would miss the eight. I just doubled down after round three. Mm. Right. Yes, uh, very good. Roach, the gravy is a little chunky. I've been too busy to do much stirring at the moment. They say it's going to be 100 degrees, even more maybe. Damn. But that won't stop the road. Nope. Who's going to make the gravy? Yeah, I make the gravy uh, to pour on Roachie's roast. Who are you roasting today? Well, I'm giving Andrew Dillon some advice because okay. he's the new man in the chair because we've said goodbye to another footy season on Saturday. We've mm-hmm. also said goodbye to Gillan McLaughlin and his era and perhaps some, particularly at the Adelaide Football Club, said more than goodbye as the AFL chief executive cleared his agenda. <laughs> it's, uh, there's no, it's not two syllables. That I know, but I got stuck. <laughs> no surprise that of all the things Gil wanted to do before clearing his desk, 
The old chestnut of Tasmania in the AFL remains unresolved while the new stadium is caught in a political storm. What a surprise for Tasmania. Anyway, we all move on. It's now hello to Andrew Dillon and his regime, which does not seem much different to Gill's team. The deck mm-hmm. chairs have moved a bit, if you get my drift. So how can we help Andrew Dillon start his time as AFL chief executive after Gill has done all the heavy lifting with the player CBA, mm. broadcasting rights and stadium deals? All right. Now here's a list for you, Andrew. One, do as John Olsen did on his entry as the Adelaide Football Club chairman. Be talking football, football, football. Let's get the focus back on the game rather than social agendas best left to the men and women in Canberra. Mm-hmm. Two, call Andrew Pridham at the Sydney Football Club and ask him to be the new AFL Commission chairman. He's a South Australian. He's the number one ticket holder at Norwood. He's your man. Do it now. Take responsibility for score review. Your broadcasters do not care. It's your responsibility, not that of Channel 7 or Fox Footy. I like that one. Four, can the bounce. The grand final proved the point. We don't need it. I really like that one. Five, dump four umpires. It has failed. You don't have enough good umpires to spread in teams of four. Six, swallow some pride. And adopt the Sample's last disposal rule to end the subjective calls of insufficient intent at the boundary. Yep, been saying that for three years. Seven, rethink the advantage rule. It is so poorly written today. Mm-hmm. And poorly adjudicated. Yes. Eight, tell the Melbourne Cricket Club you want to revisit the grand final deal to put the big game up for auction outside of Melbourne every four years. The code needs this gesture. Nine, sort out the game under the AFL. Port Adelaide is planning to discard the sandful for a national reserves and national under-18 team. By 2027, Sydney wants to change as well to embrace a National Reserves competition. The consequences to the sample and the waffle need to be dealt with now, not later. Ten, give up Saturday afternoons to community football, except on grand final day. Take note, the fans are quite happy to stay with a Saturday afternoon grand final. Maybe twilight in Sydney and Brisbane, but Saturday at 2.30 at the MCG every time. Eleven, help the players know exactly what they can and cannot do on the field. It is tough. We all know that. It is loaded with legal ramifications. But this year, your match review officer, your tribunal and your appeals board were not reading from the same hymn book. 12, add the 23rd man to the All-Australian team, please. It is silly to ignore. We now have 23 Mm -hmm. players each week. 13, on that note, add tactical substitute to the team lineups on Thursdays. 14, award a prize to the minor premier. If you're now giving the Alan Aylett medal to the number one draftee, Mm. you can find a prize for the minor premier Mm. too. 15, ask someone in footy ops, do we really need the goal square marked out anymore? We could go on. We don't want to overload you on your first summer at the big desk. So good luck, Andrew. We'll be back. Later. I like I like it, Roots. There's uh, four or five that uh, we'll revisit. We've got the four o'clock news coming up. We're a couple of minutes late. Um, I think there's some beauties in there, and I'll tell you my favourite four. Mm-hmm. Um, after the four o'clock news, and after we have spoken to the Adelaide Crows, Chelsea Biddle. Ooh. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots.
Four minutes past four on a Tuesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here in the city. Pretty good day outside at the moment. Just a reminder, at 4.20, we'll be crossing live to India for a chat to Bharat Sundarasan as Australia prepares for their last warm-up game before their first World Cup one-day game against Pakistan. At 4.30, Peter Maynard, the father of Braden Maynard. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit of AFLW, thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. A blockbuster this Saturday, Roots, Huge. at 2.35 at Casey Fields. It is the top side Melbourne taking on Adelaide. Both are undefeated. That will change this weekend. Uh, let's have a chat to one of the stars of the game, an All-Australian, Chelsea Biddle. Hello, Chelsea. Hello, how are you? Yeah, not bad at all. How's mum and dad going? They still travelling all around Australia or are they back? They For yes, people that don't yes, know, they are. Yeah, they, they ran the Port Vincent Caravan Park for years. Where are they now? Uh, they're in Perth at the moment. Um, mm. so they're in Geraldton, which is um, just north of Perth. So, um, yeah, they're loving their life at the moment. They have the best life ever. Wish them all the very best. Hey, you girls are going along nicely. It wasn't good when you lost Sarah Allen at the start of the year with that severe hamstring injury. Tell us about Zoe Prouse, though. She has been unbelievable. Yeah, she's been mm. great. Um, yeah, obviously a, a brilliant young talent. And, yeah, she's really finding her feet at the moment. She gets better and better with each game, which is, yeah, which is great. Only 20 years of age, and just look at some of her stats. They're, they're actually superior to some of uh, Sarah's. So she is more than doing the job. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's great. Um, obviously, Sarah's very disappointing to, to lose her. But, um, yeah, Zoe's feeling in nicely, which is great. Chelsea, while we're on Sarah Allen, I'd see that Matthew Clark is still quite optimistic that Sarah's going to be there at the end. What's her progress like at the moment? Yeah, she's tracking along nicely. Um, she's in really good hands. Um, yeah, with the um, strength and conditioning group that we have here. So, yeah, my um, word of mouth is she's tracking very nicely and, yeah, she should be there at the end of the season, which would be good. good. Very handy. Talking of the doc, Matthew Clark, uh, I think he could easily be coaching an AFL club. Uh, His attitude is superb. Have a listen to this, Chelsea. This is when he was posed the question about only having a six-day break this week to take on Melbourne. Mm. Don't matter. Uh, Six is plenty. (laughs) We'll play it out for five if you want. Yeah. Yep, not fussed about anything. Well Five's said. okay. Well You're not worried. Attitude. Yep. You're not worried about a six-day break. Ah, uh, no, not really. Obviously, it's not quite as long as he would have liked, but um, you know that's just AFL, really. So, um, yeah, we're just going to make it work for six days, and yeah, we're preparing nicely this week, which is good. And yeah. your chance of getting a couple of players back? Yes, we are. Yeah, um, I think a few few players are sort of tracking nicely. So, yeah, we'll see what happens at selection this week. Well, you're playing the best team from last year by the Premiership rankings and they're still the top team in the competition this year. How much better are they or not from last year? Yeah, um, they're a bit of a powerhouse, um, not going to lie. Their ability to score and just their pressure they put on opposition is just um, second to none. But, yeah, hopefully we can go over there and just sort of match them in that regard and then, yeah, get more score on the board, which, which will hopefully be good. We'll see. Is Casey Fields a testing environment as well? Windy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the well, that's what the weather can do. Yeah, yeah. testing is it? Yeah, it is very windy there, um, but fortunately, the ground that we train on at Westlake is quite windy too. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, we've um, conditioned <laughs> yeah conditioned well. So we'll see how we go. Yeah. Hey, a nice like win over the Gold Coast last week, forty-seven to fifteen. Danielle Ponta played her fiftieth mm. game. Tell us about Danielle, and were there were any special mentions in the uh, in the pre-match? 
Yeah, she's an um, absolute talent. Um, just yeah, she's just such a fascinating player to watch. The way that she can kick goals and what she can do with the ball is just yeah, it's second to none. She's such a special talent. Um, yeah, so it was really good for her to get her fiftieth game. Um, obviously, she's still very young and she's still a lot of upside. So. Um, it'll be great to see where she can sort of take her game moving forward as well. And then we've always always known how talented Eloise Jones is, is or has been and still is, uh, EJ. Um, has she gone to another level this year? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, in the previous couple of seasons, she's sort of been playing on the wing, whereas mm. um, this season she's been a lot more forward, which I think has really just suited her, um, just the way that she's able to take those contested marks and her forward pressure is just, yeah, it's great for us as well. Chelsea, you put a lot of work in on the track at the start of this year with a long pre-season and a hard one. How do you feel the benefits of it at the moment? Yeah, no, it's really it's really paying off. Um, obviously, at the at the time it hurts, yeah. but um, at the moment, um, yeah, we're feeling really fit and and we're just running over the ground, which is great. Um, yeah, we'll see how that progresses into the later end of the season as mm. well, but. Yeah, we're feeling pretty good, and I feel like the hard work's really paying off for us as a group. You sense you're putting speed into the game as well? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to play a little bit more exciting yeah. um, this year. So the handball receives, um, you know, using our run, we've got a lot of speed mm. within our group. So being able to use that and get on the outside a bit, I think is really, yeah, paying off for us so far. And the goal scoring's improved as well. Yes, yeah, we're kicking some more goals, which is always um, a little <laughs> bit more fun for the fans. So, Who's the best yeah, celebrator at the moment? Um, Danny Ponza has some good ones. Um, yeah. I do enjoy her celebrations. Yeah, yeah, probably her, I would have to say. Okay. Much difference the way you're playing now when you had Ash Saint there or Ash Woodlands back in the day as opposed to Kate Goodl- uh, Caitlin Goodl- Gould? Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, this year our game has changed a little bit um, with in terms of that speed and getting the ball just forward a lot more um, and with a lot more speed as well. So, um, yeah, Caitlin's slotted in there nicely. Um, she's, you know, her contested marking is just it's amazing. So, um, yeah, she's really um, finding her feet down the forward line, which has been great. Well, this game will give you a fair idea well, where you're really at for this season. Uh, going along nicely at this stage, it gets underway at 2.35 Adelaide time at Casey Fields. It's a blockbuster. Adelaide taking on Melbourne, both sides undefeated. We wish you all the best. And thanks to IGA Supermarkets, Chelsea, uh, supporting women in sport. Stay on the line. We have a $100 IGA voucher for you. If you go back to IGA at Port Vinnie, you'll be able to pop in there and see Ronnie and spend it all there. Sounds amazing. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> no worries, well Chelsea, Chelsea. Little there. Uh, it's going to be a cracking game. I could be pedantic. Yeah. If it's a draw, they'd still be both unbeaten. Well, it could be. Yeah. And, Roach, after your uh, roast, yes. um, a number of texts have come through. This one says, the first thing Andrew <laughs> Dillon needs to do is impose a lifetime ban on Rucci to help his long-suffering relative, Kim. Did you write that yourself? That no, that is very true. There's some caring people out there. Thank you, Chopsy. Uh, and here's one on one of your suggestions. We're going to revisit this after the break, Rooch. The goal square has to stay for when the mark is taken inside, but the rest are no-brainers. That's we from really Michael. need the goal square? Yeah, we do, because we need to change that rule and oh, make okay. the player kick out from the goal square as well. Kick it's in, please. Kick in, sorry. Well, it's just farcical, I reckon. Well, then then you do need the goal square. Oh, well, but look, at the moment, you Just to don't. help the goal, the goal scoring, it's ridiculous and players run it's too worked? far. I don't like it. Because well, they'll argue that the ball, is taken, the ball is now taken closer to the centre wing, whereas before it would go into a back pocket. Well, so what? Play footy. 
I'm just telling you what that was. Pass short like they still do. But I don't see why we need a goal square at the moment. Well, I think they should change it. Uh, hey, Kimbo, I'm looking forward to Roach giving myself the roast for suggesting we don't want to see Bokey finishing up in the sample and should retire. Well, we Pendlebury, don't. anyone. Shane Kelly. Hello, Shane. Yeah, I hope it's, hey. hope it's the way it is. We all want that, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, we all have a dream script for Travis Boat. And I know I've caught more than anyone because I said Collingwood wouldn't make the eight. Mind you, there are far more better-known people than me that said they wouldn't make the eight. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that was based on, and this is a good text, was based on the fact that I, uh, Dan McStay went there, not in great form. Mm. And then there was my check. Uh, there was a question mark on Bobby Hill, who ends up being, Ooh, a, yeah. ends up being a great recruit. Yeah. Um, I also had question marks on the fact that how long Pendlebury and Sidebottom could go They're on. Good and they were genuine, but how good have they been? Yep. They've been absolutely brilliant. Kim, I would love it if Travis Boak does, as he always does, professional preseason, yeah. that none of the McGovern boys get in his way in the preseason. And no, no doubt about it, that rib injury really Twice. derailed him, yeah. Twice. No question. Hey, we'll go through your roast in a minute, Roach, because okay. you made a few uh, good points. Hey, if you've had a tattoo done in the last couple of weeks and uh, you want to get it attended to, <laughs> yes. we're 44.95, Roach. We have 15 Dr. Pickles Deluxe Pickle Packs for tattoo healing and rejuvenation. Mm. Might go out and get one, Roach, just to get the 44.95. Well, please tell me if John has any. The rat? Hmm. I'll ask him. I don't I don't think he has. Um Maybe I'll get one for the uh, Escort Cup victory. You should. I think not, Roach. You should. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Uh, when are we going to Barat Sundarasan? Around 4.20. Are we going to Barat now, uh, Benny Boy, or after this break? Yeah, okay. So we'll go to Barat very uh, shortly. Hey, what we will do then, we'll keep this really tight because we have to go live to India. Uh, Travis Boke has spoken. Uh, he's spoken to their media manager, Daniel Norton, about signing on for one year. Well, Travis, congratulations for signing on into your 18th season. Um, how does it feel? It's exciting. Um, no, nah, I'm over the moon. It was <clears throat> probably a, a stressful couple of weeks, I think, um, post-season just with the decision um, and just talking through with family and, and the club and, and what I wanted to do next. But I've still got a lot of drive and my body still feels great other than the, uh, the crack ribs I had this year. But um, no, nah, I'm really excited for another year and, and looking forward to getting out there again. So you said in the lead up that it was either Port Adelaide or retirement. They were the two options that you needed to balance in your in your own mind. Yeah, well, it was just um, you know once the season kind of finished, was talking through how next year would look, and you know, am I still hungry f- to play on again another preseason, um, and everything you go through to try and build yourself up for a, for a year, and obviously a big season. And um, I felt like I was still able to do that and still hungry to do that. Um, and obviously this is my home. Um, Port Adelaide's been uh, my home for a, for a long period of time. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. 
So in your mind, you're a one-club player, and that's and that's where you want to be, Port Adelaide, and finish at Port Adelaide, obviously on on a, on as high as note as you possibly can. Yeah, I want to I want to finish my career here. Um, there's there's um, a lot that I've, I've been through here with uh, with the club, and and obviously a lot of different players, and to finish here would be would be the dream, obviously with the premiership. Let's hope he has a ripping final year of his career. Kim on the Roach, thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Quick text here. Hi, guys. What's the latest on Will Howard? That's Hayward. That's from Nick. Uh, Nick, we are yet to hear anything of substance from anyone regarding that. It seems to just be speculation, but we'll keep investigating. All right, we're about to go to India. Bharat Sundarasan coming up next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Twenty-seven. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it, and we're live from Studio Lumo SA. Before we head to India, just quickly update us from Karen Rolton Reserve. Uh, the Redbacks taking on Tasmania. They are now nine for three hundred and seven. Majority score by Mister Lehman and one hundred and fifteen not out off one hundred and thirty-nine balls. 18 fours. He's not mucking about. Oh, that's good because we were about four for 60 at one stage. So a nice well fight done, back there. All righty. Australia's last hit out in the uh, before the World Cup gets underway on October the 8th when we take on India takes place tonight at uh, Hyderabad when we play against Pakistan. Let's go to our good friend who is live in India, Bharat Sundarasan. Hello, Bharat. Hello, guys. You know, the best part about uh, being in India and not England is not. Uh, not that I don't I, I mind waking up to your wonderful voices, but like at least I'm sorted and I don't sound like I'm still in bed. Yeah, no, that this time frame is a lot better than when we were talking to you in England. I know we we're waking <laughs> you up every morning. Uh, how much important is importance is placed on tonight's warm up game? Um, I, 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 not uh, everything. I mean, I don't think uh, whichever way this game goes will kind of tell you what Australia is going to do on Sunday when they head out for their opening game against India in Chennai. But uh, because the Netherlands game uh, was more or less a washout, I mean, yes, Mitchell Stark did take a hat-trick. But uh, I think for some players in this team, uh, especially because you're going to be up against a really strong side in Pakistan, uh, you'd want to get runs under your uh, under your just for the confidence uh, going into that big opening game, uh, you know, against the likes of Bumrah and Shami and Ashwin and Jadeja. So uh, I think it'll be important from uh, from that aspect, uh, and also the likes of uh, you know Glenn Maxwell and Mitchell Stark, who are still kind of feeling themselves back in after having uh, you know had a time off with injury. And what have you learned about the batting order? Uh, well, I think. Uh, I would expect whatever batting order they go in with today. Obviously, in, against yeah. Netherlands, it was a bit of a, a mishmash. But <laughs> would uh, whatever we see today would be what they should or will good go in with yeah. uh, on Sunday. Uh, looks like Marsh uh, Mitchell Marsh will open alongside David Warner. Mm. Uh, the big question that means would be between uh, say Amanus Labuschagne or a Cameron Green at, for that number four position, mm. uh, because you know Stoinis, Alex Carey, and Maxwell will uh, in whatever order will make up five, six, and seven, uh, and you know Steve Smith would bat at number three now that Travis Head's not there. Yeah. So till uh, Travis comes back, you would think um, that, or at the moment, that would be the big question mark about who bats at number four. Manus Labuschagne, it's been quite the resurrection, hasn't it, in one-day cricket? Oh, it totally has. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of players, and especially guys like 
Manas Labushain, who just love the game so much and are always looking for some motivation. Just being left out of not mm. just the the one day side, but Australia's World Cup plans, considering he wasn't even part of the 18 provisional players, uh, must have really, uh, you know, rushed the point home and, and that he needs to up his performances in this format. And we all know he is capable of batting really well in 50 over cricket, which is. Uh, you know, yes, his T20 game is coming um, coming up or developing as we speak. But one-day cricket, in a way, is made for someone like Manas, especially in conditions like these where the ball spins and the pitches are slow. So, uh, in a way, I think uh, it's worked out well for him. Uh, it's a pity that Ashton Nega is not there uh, from his uh, perspective. Mm. But I think Manas will have a say on this World Cup. Uh, and, and look, uh, he was accused, or at least it was alleged that he could slow down the, the scoring rate. But so far, what we've seen of him in South Africa and in India, um, he is keeping up the tempo that is required in one-day cricket these days, and so there can be no complaints about that. Now, Mitchell Marsh is almost Australia's reluctant captain, but he seems to be enjoying the role. Uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Uh, but, you know, that's just how relaxed the character is. And, um, you know, he is a very inspirational character, even though he's not really led Australia a lot or never had before, um, you know, what, till two months ago or a month and a half ago. Uh, he just um, seems to enjoy this uh, leadership opportunity, or not just with a C next to his name, but just generally being a senior player. Uh, and don't forget, I mean, he missed out on the last World Cup, but he is a World Cup winner in 2015. Um, so he brings a lot of experience to the table. Um, and especially at a time when uh, you just feel like he's finally there, right? With Mitchell Marsh, there have been so many false starts, false uh, you know, false rises in the past, but just his runs in the ashes and how integral he's become to white ball cricket for Australia in recent times just tells you how big a player he is. And like in 2021 with that T20 World Cup, if Australia are to go all the way uh, in India, you would think he'll end up playing a big role. All right, Barat, who wins the tournament? Who wins uh. the World Cup? Ooh, look, uh, the longer Australia stay, the longer I stay here. So I guess <laughs> for selfish reasons, I want Australia to go all the way. Uh, I hope my wife's not listening to this because uh, I, I just let out the secret that if they get knocked out early, I have to come back home, which I haven't told her yet. So, um, you know, it's a, it, it's an open tournament. And I think that's the beauty of this 50 over World Cup. Uh, because of where the format is. For a change, there is some novelty around it, uh, which yeah. makes it even more exciting. But I think um, the subcontinental teams, uh, you would back them, at least the likes of India and Pakistan, but Sri Lanka are doing well. Uh, England are world champions, so uh, you know they have reinvented the format. Uh, but I just have a sneaky feeling Australia are going to surprise a lot of people, and this I say very unselfishly. Well, mm. we hope you're right. That way we get to talk to you and we love having a chat. Uh, we'll watch tonight's game and listen to your coverage with great interest. Thanks for your time, Barat. Always, guys. And uh, say hello to everyone in Adelaide. I'll Thanks, see you Barat. soon. You've just done it yourself. It's 4.33. News coming up. Then we're going to have a chat to Peter Maynard. Now, out on the field, he could talk a glass eye to sleep. He was one of the best at banter. What do you mean on off the field? He's pretty good on it on the field. I bet, he, oh, you, the I bet he'll be very shy and humble no, today. He'll be, he will be. be great. He's a very proud father, of course, the yeah. dad of Braden. He's got two other beautiful children, Corey, who was a great basketballer and also a very good footballer as well, and a lovely daughter, Carly. Coming up next, Peter Maynard. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots.
12.37, we are into the home straight for a Tuesday afternoon. We are here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it, and we're live from Studio Lumo SA at number one King William Street in the city, currently 16 degrees outside. Before we get to our next guest, another quick text. There's a stack of them coming through, Roach. This has been a bit of a theme in recent weeks. Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Do you think Port could put Ollie Wines on the trade table as he is getting closer to 30? That's from Vladimir. It's been talked about, Roach. It's not an impossibility. I don't think it'll happen, though. Not when he's the next captain. I don't think he will be. Connor Rosie may okay. be, Roach. Well, you have inside knowledge. I'm sticking with Ollie Wines. Uh, yeah, well, you are on the payroll at Port Adelaide. And I'll just tell you that the Redbacks are all out for 307. Jake nice Lehman, fight back. 115 top score. Okay, they were four for 60, so that's good. Looking forward to chatting to our next guest. He could have a chat too. He didn't yes. mind bumping the gums back in the days when he was playing. He played 196 games for Glenelg, 21 for Woodville West Torrens, 217 Sandfall games, eight games for the Melbourne Football Club and a piddly one goal. But he was a premiership player in 85 and 86. But I think, Roach, without doubt, he has done his best work in the breeding barn with his sons, <laughs> Braden and Corey, and his beautiful daughter, Carly. Peter Maynard joins us now. Hello, Maxie. <laughs> Jimbo Roach. How is, how is Australia's number one drive show? We're well, I think we are. Well, We're going Peter, well. You. Hey, um, how's the, congratulations. How's the last few days been since Saturday afternoon? Uh, hectic, hectic. Um, settling down. But, uh, yeah, very, very exhausting, uh, emotional. Mm. Um, just a, an amazing experience of, uh, other than Melbourne in 21, but... Mm. That was in Perth, so staff and that really you didn't quite get the intimate experience. So to be involved in a AFL grand final on a personal level, um, yeah, it's pretty special. And it had it wasn't all beer and skittles. We know what happened to Braden with the yes. incident with Angus Brayshaw, which put a lot of stress on the family and Braden as well. And when you know the family and know how close you guys are, with your your lovely wife Donna and her, your sister in law Cassie yep. Campbell, the daughter of Graham and Rod Campbell, of course yep. Cassie's mad as a cut snake. But I see all the posts. It was a taxing time <laughs> for the family, wasn't it? Extremely, and uh, you try and sort of stay removed from it mm. but some of the commentary around it and um, opinions and, and media it, it, that is totally incorrect it, it is a very yeah, very difficult time to sort of bite your lip mm. which I would struggle with Kimbo <laughs> Peter there weren't shortage of remarks yeah. from the Brayshaw camp was there been a congratulatory message since the grand final to put things a little bit better at ease. I mean, the two lads were teammates at the Hampton Rovers, so I assume that time yeah. heals everything. Roach, I think you know the answer to that. Um, uh, no, there's been uh, not too uh, not too much uh, forthcoming, and, and I think it's one of those things that you know, even Collingwood winning probably just is another. You know, a little reminder yeah, of the incident yeah. and things are still raw, so it just probably needs some clean air. Yeah, give it time. I'd suggest, um, yeah, you know, there was certainly, certainly never any malice or mm. intent or, you know, like, I, I know everybody sort of talks about this, uh, you know, duty of care and mm. uh, and everything, and, and, and so they should. Uh, but the reality is, Sue, it's a... Sort of ground. It's a game. It's played in the air. It's played in the ground. It's 360. Accidents are going to happen. 
incidents are going to happen. Like, yeah, I'm just sort of frustrated with um, people that might view it uh, in any other way. Yeah, the, fact anyway, that the suggestion that there was uh, intent, in, in yeah. any intent in it. Hey, I saw a beautiful post from your brother-in-law, Rod Campbell, about Braden. Now, obviously, he's your son. <laughs> You're going to be a tad biased. But, uh, look, he plays it really hard, but he, he does play it fair. And it's understandable that uh, he can alienate some supporters because of how tough he is. But I tell you what, he gains a lot of respect for the way he plays the game as well. Thank you for that because um, he does. He he he's highly competitive. Mm. Um, he, he will do uh, and be and uh, anything at all that the team you know needs him to be. Um, but outside of that, and I don't know whether you noticed, but the you know example would be after the game on Saturday, he was over in amongst the Lions players. Yeah. Um, picking them up off the ground uh, and and saying well done and sort of consoling them in, in, in some respects. So whilst he is combative and competitive, he's also very, very, um, yeah. Compassionate. Caring. Yeah. Compassionate. Yeah, exactly. And he does so. a lot of work for a lot of the underprivileged away from footy as well. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was there at the game, Pete, and I saw him. Uh, he went over and he picked Darcy Gardner up, and it was a beautiful gesture. Now, yeah. Peter, you were very competitive yeah. yourself. Have you had that moment where you've gone yeah. to Braden and said, look, I went back to back? We have a uh, – well, actually, yes. I tried to read him today. I haven't <laughs> seen him or heard from him <laughs> <laughs> since uh, – since Sunday morning at the family day, so uh, uh, we may have that uh, conversation. But right <laughs> now, I, I think he's might even be asleep. <laughs> and so why were these magpies uh, so good in tight situations? We've all asked for two years under Craig McRae. What is it that if it gets tight on the scoreboard, they find a way to win? It's the the, the, the oh, there's been so much change at Collingwood in the last two mm. years. Um, and their ability to close out games. Probably my favourite one this year was the uh, was it St Kilda at Adelaide Oval in Gather Round yeah, or yeah, yeah. the Port, Port Power one. Like, it's nearly laughable. Um, what, what about the two against the Crows? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, the Crows, of course. Both of them, yeah. Both are and under a goal, it, it is yeah. nearly laughable because clubs will all... Hello, Pete. We've Hello. just lost him. We, we might try and get him. We might try and get him back. Tunnel, um, hey, what we can do, uh, Roach? What we have to do? Oh, it was good having a chat to Maxi. He's a good man. Known him for a long time. Mm. Uh, he was general manager of Osteria, Roach. Did I tell you that? You did tell me. Yes. Yeah, so when um, they headhunted us from Mix One Hundred Two Point Three. Oh, we He's got back. him back, have we? Hello. Just lost you for a moment, there, Peter. I think you went through a tunnel. Did yeah. You? No, you just uh, you just dropped out. Keep uh, continue. Where were you? Apologies. Um, oh, I just said, yeah, there's been a lot of change at Collingwood over the last two yeah. years. And, and one of the sort of significant, significant ones has been this ability to, uh, um, you know, win the uh, the close games. And a lot of clubs will talk it and practice it. I don't know. These, it, it's just a belief. Now, obviously, there's some tactical and, you know, um, things that they'll do and, and have ready, but I think you've actually got to believe it, um, that you are never out of it, that you can sort of come from 
wherever or yeah, it, it's just a. I think it's just a belief. Uh, how are you feeling when uh, yeah. Charlie kicked the late one to put him uh, two points ahead? Tim, I was mortified. <laughs> um, that'll be that'll be one chat I'll probably have with Bray uh, when I finally get to him. And, um, I just the, what was worrying was that uh, there was about a minute to go when after um, uh, Dano kicked that goal. There's four mm. points. There's about a minute to go, and I think God, I get a clearance and they come down and. Cameron had taken Braden deep into the goal square. Um, you know, if it comes down quickly, it's a one-on-one. Like, you could be either winning the game for your team or losing the game. So that was... Uh, I was quite not concerned, but I was sort of fearful. Of just imagine what if. <laughs> We've all seen a lot of footy. Was it, uh, was it the best grand final you've seen? <laughs> One of? Top five? Yeah, I used to love the... Um, Sydney yep. West Coast ones. Mm. Um, oh, but absolutely, because I, I think everybody sort of prior to the game knew it was going to be very, very close. I reckon there are games where I don't think neither team wins or loses. It's just that one team happens to be in front at the siren. Mm. Um, and and yep. I think it was just everything. and Everything that everybody was hoping for and expected and it really could have been either way. Probably the one difference that it could have made um, a bit more, particularly for Collie, was in the third quarter. They they could have put them to the sword, but they kicked one six. Yep. And um, yeah, so statistically, no, Collingwood were the, and uh, and they were the better side on the day. They deserved to uh, win the game. You always call a spade a spade. We've heard many versions of Billy Franton's game. Tell me your version of it. Good, bad, indifferent. Well, um, the, the reality is um, Andrews was unbelievably good the week before and he was good on Saturday but nowhere near the same. So I go, mm. okay, well, did um, Frampton, you know, happen to, you know, contain him a little bit and engage him a bit in contest? If you look at the replay, Frampton probably had two or three clear chances. Uh, but he, he fumbled the mark, so you go. You know they were deep in the deep in the uh, forward line. You know he, he could have kicked two goals. So yeah, you're never going to say um, he didn't deserve the medal. And um, like I said, Andrews was okay without being dominant, and Billy had a couple of chances. So mm. that's probably the best way to think of it. I think. And uh, how's the bride? How's Donna been behaving with her sister Cassie? They've been the celebrations have been uh, strong. Very emotional. It was. Uh, <laughs> she's had a very emotional month. She was actually in America when um, the thing happened with Brace, or so she was sort of trying to oh. keep across it. All the stuff was going on, and um, yeah, she was emotional. Then so to come back and you know go through the one point against GWS and then the four points, um, and yeah, she's a she's a absolute rusted on sub- vocal supporter. So um, yeah, she's a very very proud mother. Peter, we've heard Craig McRae say today he won't wear his premiership medal because it doesn't acknowledge, one medal doesn't acknowledge everyone in his staff. And I've heard Scott Pendlebury talk about the Collingwood players who've missed out, like John Noble, who've been part of the campaign. You old school, that's only premiership medals for the grand final winners or for the whole squad? Yeah, they've been talking about that all day. I'm surprised. 
um, hadn't heard um, McRae say that. He, I've certainly heard him say that you know he would love that you know all his coaches mm. were able to receive something. There's been a lot of sort of discussion and debate about it today. Um, I'm probably a fan that everybody that, particularly all the players that played seniors in this year and contributed to the win, we get something. Yeah. Um, whether that's club driven versus um, AFL driven, I, I don't know. Cray was on SEN uh, earlier on, and um, he sort of then asked, you know, would the players that missed out, would they really value something, or would, um, you know, they feel a little bit, you know, I, I wasn't involved. You know, um, do I deserve this? So it's a thing. I, I think I'm pretty sure the club will acknowledge all um, staff, footy department, players, coaches that didn't receive something in some way. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit one of those ones, where does it, you know, where does it end? Well, Maxie, congratulations to Braden and to you and the family. Uh, I know what it meant to you all. Uh, it was a wonderful effort. I think the best and fairest is this Friday, is that right? And uh, Braden's probably, he'll be top five. He's had a wonderful year. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, top ten, top five. They've they've had a yeah, obviously in premiership year, a lot of uh, good players contributors. Um, but yeah, he um, yeah he does his job every week. He's had a very good year. Yes, yeah, maybe, probably, hopefully. Well, top <laughs> ten then. All right, Maxie, great to talk to you. Congratulations <laughs> again, and uh, take it easy for a couple of days because I'm sure you'll have another crack come Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, boys. Love yeah. you dearly. Well done, yeah, Peter What number was he, Roach, for Glenelg? I don't remember numbers, Oh, Jim. that's pathetic. Why? Well, because you should remember. I didn't have You're to a call them. I just had to write them down. Well, no wonder you're giving three two ones to the wrong people. You didn't know <laughs> who's were who. Number 30. 30, right. Thank you. Yeah, all right. I remember Peter Carey. What number was he? Five. Yeah, well, of course. I remember Graham Corns, 12. Yeah. I remember Kim Dillon, 17. Thank you. What number at North Adelaide? Don't remember you at North. You're a shallow human. Uh, here's a text. I wiped that out <laughs> once you were moved on. Yeah, bloody Mick. Um, <laughs> number 13, a number I never really liked. I don't, I'm not big on number three. 13. It's like an incomplete okay. number. Uh, anyway, uh, we digress. Okay. We're nearly done, Rooch. Two minutes to go. Here's a text that's interesting. This is why I think a lot of people feel this way. And he's a wonderful human. But, boys, if Wines becomes captain of Port, we might as well give up. It's the least inspirational appointment possible. No. That's from Phil. Okay, Phil. That's your point of view. I disagree. I know. We take it as a statement. There right. are friends that drink wine. Oh, yes. Go, they say Rich. we must do the unmissable moment. Right, Otherwise, go. we will be short of our drink. Now, this week's unmissable moment all comes from the Ryder Cup. It was in Rome. It let Europe win it again. 30 years they've won it when it's on European soil. Now, the man of the moment is Rory McIlroy. Mm. He had a shocking Ryder Cup before this one. Has an issue with... A caddy. Yes. The night before the last day. Do you want to know how important sporting events are to some athletes? Listen to Rory McElroy about the Ryder Cup. I don't get emotional about any other event apart from this. It is truly the best event in golf, bar none. <clears throat> and, and you know, I said this last time, but any little boy or girl that's aspiring to play professional golf, this is the pinnacle. This is what you want to get to. This is pure competition. This is the best. And um, I hope anyone that is a great golfer gets to experience what we're experiencing right now. 
Yeah, that's emotional. That is proven as why they were successful. And this week's unmissable moment for DrinkWise, if you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. I love it. And that's from someone that plays an individual sport that gets the opportunity to play at a team, team level. Exactly. And uh, that's why team sport is the best. Might not always pay the most though, Roach. Mm. If you've got children out there and you want to throw a tennis racket into their hand, it can be a lonely, lonely mm. existence. Same applies to golf. And I like Roy's attitude that it wasn't about revenge. And he had a few ventral moments during that tournament. He but did. about redemption because he wasn't letting himself it, off the hook from what it, happened the previous time. Yeah, a little bit weird. I saw the vision. You don't yeah. normally have a caddy giving a lip to a, uh, a golfer. Uh, here's another one. If we're going to win the flag, we need to get ruthless and start eating our own. This is Chris talking about Port Adelaide. Yeah, and, that worked uh, for Richmond. The trade as well. Uh, yeah, you got to move players no, on. No, that's what they yeah, you got to move your own, yeah. All righty, we're done, Roach. Uh, it's been a good show. We'll be back and do it all again tomorrow on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, who's our big guest tomorrow? It'll be someone to do a tattoo on your cheek. You're an I'm idiot. a ranger. You are an idiot. I'm leaving. <laughs> good night, everyone.